When a child goes missing, the world panics. We send out alerts, we write news articles, we generate hashtags. And when this leads to a child being found, it is a very good thing. If your child has been kidnapped, all you want is to bring them home. But what happens when your child is kidnapped with the support of local police and the court system? My name is Brian, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to explore a double kidnapping from 1912. One with no ending and one that was actually facilitated by police. This is the story of Bobby Dunbar and Bruce Anderson. This is the kind of story that would be pretty hard to come by in today's world. It is the kind of case where we could have solved it fairly easily if we had the right technology. But we didn't. It was the summer of 1912 when four-year-old Bobby Dunbar went missing. He was out on a fishing trip with his family at the time, and he vanished right into thin air. No one knows what happened. Police massacred local wildlife to dig through stomachs looking for any trace of him, but their search efforts revealed nothing. He wasn't in the water as far as they could tell. He wasn't in the stomach of a local animal. So the prevailing belief was that he was kidnapped. For eight grueling months, his family waited for police to find him. His story made headlines, and they hoped that someone had seen something. After all those months, they finally received some good news. Someone had reported a boy who looked just like Bobby traveling alone with a strange man that was not his father. The man was William Walters, and when police found him, they arrested him immediately, taking the child into custody. William Walters told police that the child was the son of one of his employees. It stands to reason that any kidnapper should have a good cover story, right? He said that he was taking an annual trip to visit family and decided to take the boy with him with his mother's permission. The boy was Bruce Anderson, or so William Walters claimed. But... Police didn't care. They wholeheartedly believed that this child belonged to the Dunbar family, and they sought to reunite them. With this story, there are a lot of differing accounts of them being reunited, and I'd like to point the finger at early 1900s media for this one. This wasn't exactly a time period where journalists were interested in fact-checking. So naturally, there are a bunch of different tales explaining how this child being united with the Dunbar family went. In some, it was the picture-perfect moment. The child called out for his mother and ran to her. 
In others, they hardly acknowledged each other or seemed to recognize one another. Later on, the boy was, air quotes around this, but confirmed as being Bobby Dunmar because of birthmarks. Then, Julia Anderson appeared. Julia Anderson went to police because she let William Walters take her son for a few days, and he never came back. She had been searching for William and her son Bruce for months, and when she found out what happened, she obviously went to police to claim her child. Instead of giving her the child back, they made a lineup of little boys and asked her to correctly identify her son. Now, I'm not sure how much the Dunbar family had altered his appearance with clothing and haircuts and things like that by this point. She seemed to pick out her son, but because she didn't seem sure enough, police kind of sent her away. She came back saying that she knew it was her son and that he needed to be returned to her. But the courts didn't want that. They already had their case solved with a pretty little bow on it. After all the media drama, they were happy to be able to have the headlines read that they reunited a lost boy with his family. Ultimately, Julia didn't have enough money to get a lawyer and go to court to fight for her son. She had no choice but to leave him behind and carry on with her life like he wasn't taken. According to her family, she never stopped mourning her stolen son. This is clearly a really wild case. It seems so obvious, especially if you look at the pictures, that these are two totally different kids. You know, if somebody brought me an off-brand version of my dog after eight months... I would definitely know. <laughs> but the world moved on like they were one and the same. They stole a child from an impoverished woman and simply handed him off to another family. And a part of me really has to wonder about the Dunbar family and all of this. Did they truly think that their child changed so completely in eight months or were they desperate just to replace him and ultimately found closure at the expense of someone else's family? It just seems unbelievable to me that they didn't at least wonder if the child belonged to this other woman. But they just went on with their life and forced this kid to be Bobby Dunbar. They raised Bruce Anderson as Bobby Dunbar with full legal support backing them. William Walters, who was just helping out an employee while she looked for work, ended up in prison for kidnapping. He served two years before his attorney asked for a new trial. And in the end, the courts just threw out the case and released him. To me, this seems like even more evidence that they knew what they were doing was wrong. But it didn't matter. 
Bobby grew up with the Dunbar family and a completely normal life and went on to have four kids of his own. He fully accepted the truth that he was this kidnapped child and that he was returned by basically a miracle. So the obvious question is, was he? Was Bobby Dunbar kidnapped and were Julia and William lying to cover up for themselves? Or did police really just steal someone's child and hand them off to placate a grieving family? In 1912, we had no way of knowing. But a lot of time has passed. In 2004, one of the new Bobby Dunbar's grandkids got curious. They were so sick of people believing that their grandfather wasn't the real Bobby Dunbar that they convinced their father, Bob Jr., to take a DNA test. They wanted to put the rumors to rest once and for all. So his DNA was compared to the son of his younger brother. When the results came back, there was no relation. Unless the younger brother's wife has some explaining to do, this concludes that Bruce Anderson was stolen from his family and handed off to the Dunmar family. So that is obviously terrible, but it still leaves one mystery. What happened to the real Bobby Dunbar? It is anyone's guess what happened to Bobby. At only four years old, he was in danger the moment that everyone at the lake took their eyes off of him. He could have wandered off and died of exposure. He could have drowned since they didn't formally dredge the lake. The risk of wildlife was still present, and the area was known to have a lot of alligators. And maybe someone really did kidnap Bobby Dunbar. Maybe he was stolen away from his family by some shady figure in the woods. Maybe he was kidnapped and raised under a completely different name. Or maybe he was murdered. But at the end of the day, the legal system took one kidnapped child and turned him into two. Personally, I don't know how any of the families involved will ever come back from that. So, if you would like to discuss legally supported kidnapping, which does happen, ways to keep your family safe during your next trip to the lake, or the kind of career path that leads you to have to dig through the intestines of local wildlife to make sure that there's not a kid inside, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at DathPod. Thanks, guys.